What's up, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast? Thanks for uh, tuning in. No guests this week. I wanted to talk about this article that I found um, on healthybabyfood.org. Uh, it's pretty alarming, and I don't, I didn't see it widely reported anywhere else, which is which is pretty odd. You know, I we're spending a lot of time talking about the news in Ukraine or bills that Democrats or Republicans are are talking about. But I thought this was pretty alarming because there's um, evidently in 2019, there was a report published um, from, I don't think healthybabyfood.org actually did the study, but it's, uh, I think they're in collaboration with the group that actually ran it. Okay. So the problem was uncovered nearly a decade ago and is far from solved. New test from a of uh, 168 baby foods commissioned by Healthy Babies Bright Future. So that's HBBF. Uh, Healthy Babies Bright Futures found toxic heavy metals in 95% of containers tested. One in four baby foods contained all four metals assessed um, during the during the lab test. The the heavy metals were arsenic, lead, cadmium and mercury even trace amounts of food uh or even trace amounts were found in food these contaminants can alter the developing brain and even erode a child's iq the impacts add up to which each meal or snack the baby eats so uh, what was kind of crazy about this study was i thought that all right, if you're buying food off the shelf, then yeah, it's going to be heavily contaminated. You don't know what's going to be in that food, but you can buy organic um, and you can even, you know, buy vegetables and fruit organic and then make it at home. But according to this and then a few other articles here that I'll show you. Um, so this is right from healthybabyfood.org. It says parents cannot shop their way out of these exposures by choosing organic foods or by switching from store-bought brands to homemade purees. Heavy metals are naturally occurring in soil and water and are found at elevated levels in fields polluted by pesticides, contaminated fertilizer, airborne contaminants, and industrial operations. Food crops uptake, um, uptake these metals naturally, and leafy greens and root crops like carrots and sweet potatoes retain more than most other types of fruits or vegetables. How the food is processed may also affect the levels. Organic standards do not address these contaminants, and foods beyond the baby food aisle are equally affected. So I've been kind of really diving in, watching a bunch of documentaries, and I've even had um, uh, Andy Marsh, who's a, a soil expert, soil biologist, um, and she talked about... Uh, our industrial practices, industrial practices as it relates to farming. So tilling the ground, adding herbicides and pesticides. And this is what she was talking about, how just doing that year after year just uh, just basically kills the soil where there's nothing left. And the soil uh, can't naturally vet out these toxins. So everything that's grown in these fields are just absorbing everything that gets sprayed on it. So there's, there's a way... Um, I think to avoid this, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, this study was put out in 2019 about this, these heavy metal contaminants. And, um, 
an action plan was put into place by the FDA. And the action plan is called Closer to Zero, the action plan for baby foods. And I kind of want to give you an overview about the action plan. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's plan, Closer to Zero, identifies actions the agency will take to reduce exposure to arsenic, lead, cadmium, and mercury from, uh, mercury from foods eaten by babies and young children as low, and th- they aim to go as low as possible. They've prioritized babies and young children because the smaller the body sizes and metabolism make them more vulnerable to the harmful effects of these contaminants. But I want to point this out, that if the f- these heavy metals are in the baby food, that also means they're in our food as well. Everything that we're getting off the shelf, everything that you're getting out of a a bag or a box that has any type of vegetables or fruit, anything like that, is also contaminated. Um, Exposure to arsenic, lead, cadmium, and mercury from foods depends on the levels of the elements in the food and the amount consumed. The level of these elements in foods depend on many factors, including the levels of these elements in the air, water, and soil, uh, soil used to grow these crops, which vary depending on factors such as natural geographical differences and past or current contamination. So I think that's what that's meaning is if uh, you're surrounded by a bunch of you know factories, industrial factories, uh, chemical factories, and, if, and what kind of chemicals you use um, on your uh, crops. The type of food, crop, and how much uptake there is is specific elements from the environment and industrial manufacturing and agriculture processes. So, um, and so there's four levels um, in this closer to zero action plan um, or four stages. And the first stage is to evaluate the scientific basis for action levels. The cycle of continual improvement starts with the FDA evaluating existing data from routine testing of the food supply, research and data on or chemical analytical methods, toxicological essays, exposure and risk assessments, and other relevant scientific information through a process that may include engagement with stakeholders, advisory committees, public workshops, and consultation with scientific experts. Um, the second stage is uh, proposed action levels. So the IRLs may be among the key factors that inform the development of the FDA's proposed action levels for certain toxic elements and categories of the baby foods, um, cereals, infant formula, pureed fruits and vegetables, and other foods commonly eaten by babies and young children. The third stage is consult with stakeholders on the proposed action levels, including the achievability and feasibility of the action levels for each individual element In every identified category of food, the FDA will gather data and other information through a process of consultation, which uh, could include workshops, scientific meetings, and collaboration with federal partners to assess, among other things, the achievability and feasibility of the proposed action levels and the time frame for reaching them. And then lastly, finalize the action levels. The FDA will use this information gathered from stakeholders updated scientific research and and routine monitoring of data to make any needed adjustments and finalize the action levels. So this action plan, this four-stage approach was put into place somewhere around 2020. And a news article just came out recently um, that talked about um, how they're not meeting that timeline. So they're, they're completely off 
off track with it. Where we are right now, this is from foodsafetynews.com. Um, so the headline reads, FDA is closer to zero plan fails to adequately address toxic heavy metals in baby food. After reports of widespread heavy metal con- uh, contamination in the U.S. baby food products surfaced in 2019, the House of Representatives, a subcommittee on economic and consumer policy, launched an investigation targeting seven major manufacturers. With only four out of the seven companies providing the requested data, which is crazy. So they requested information from all these major companies that provide baby food and only uh, four out of the seven companies provided the data. Um, let's see. So it says talk, talks about the amounts of arsenic, lead, cadmium, and mercury. The infants and toddlers were exposed to. The FDA responded with action plan to gradually phase out contaminants. However, its lax timeline has attract, attracted criticisms from specialists. Also, there's a few lawsuits from families that have um, their babies have been I guess, uh, neurologically injured or, or their health has been compromised and doctors and some lawyers, uh, are attributing that to these heavy, heavy metal contaminants. So the subcommittee's investigation requested internal data on heavy metal testing results and policies from several leading U S baby food manufacturers, Gerber, Nurture, Hain, Beech Nut, Sprout, Walmart, and Campbell. The report's results were partly obscured due to the latter three companies refusing to cooperate and disclose necessary information. So the three companies, Sprout, Walmart, and Campbell, uh, according to foodsafetynews.com, they refuse to cooperate with the FDA and the people that are investigating the heavy toxins, um, the heavy metal toxins that are that have been found in, in baby food. So the data obtained... From the four compliant companies indicated a industry-wide lack of adequate testing standards, which is crazy because this is baby food. So this report says, again, the data obtained from the four compliant companies indicated an industry-wide lack of adequate testing standards, which allowed shocking amounts of heavy metal contaminants in baby food products compared to acceptable levels that apply to other products. Heavy metals in baby food were multiple times higher on average. So mercury was five times higher, cadmium was 69 times higher, arsenic was 91 times higher, and lead was 177 times higher. Uh, Heavy metal contaminants directly resulted from the unsuitable safety and uh, testing standards employed by baby food manufacturers. So most of these companies didn't even test for mercury. Some only tested ingredients and avoided final product analysis. Dangerous additives were used and final products contaminated with high amounts of toxic metals were sold to suspecting parents. The dietary exposure to toxic heavy metals represents a severe health risk for developing infants who absorb more nutrients and can't properly filter out contaminants as they progressively accumulate in tissues these harmful elements act as a uh, neurotoxins and gradually affect the brain and nervous system. There's a growing body of clinical research, um, and I'll link this this uh, article in the show notes here. But uh, I want to try to get some of this uh, these researchers on that that say that an increasing high correlation between neurotoxic metals and, and, and debilitating neurological conditions like ADHD, decreased IQs, and autism spectrum disorders, and that's. This is saying it's all from the heavy metal toxins. 
Uh, the FDA's plan fails to focus on a timely resolution. Reacting to the subcommittee's shocking findings, the FDA has initiated a closer to zero action plan that aims to gradually phase out heavy metals and baby foods by 2024. But now, uh, where the FDA and the manufacturers are not even close to that timeline. So it's going to be well past 2024 until we get even to an adequate level of of these metals in our in our baby foods. The FDA's projected timeline has been criticized for structural redundancies that prevent even expedient measures that prevent more expedient measures. The FDA's plan is structured in four steps. We've already talked about that. Um, the Baby Food Safety Act would help end this crisis quicker. Um, but uh, so this act was put in, was proposed by Rep. I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, Rep. Raja Kishan. I don't even want to say it, submitted by the Baby Food Safety Act of 2021 for the Senate's consideration. If voted into law, the bill would set drastically low interim actionable levels for heavy metals and baby foods that would be further reduced over time. So mercury, two parts per billion, cadmium and lead, five parts per billion and arsenic, 10 parts per billion. Uh, the bill would re also require higher regulatory involvement from the FDA tasked with issuing guidance and ensuring manufacturers' compliance with updated standards. Similarly, baby food companies would be required to publicly disclose product testing results biannually. The CDC would likewise be tasked with organizing public awareness campaigns regarding the risk of toxic metals in infant nutrition products. I want you to, to think about like if you if you were in the supplement world and and if you buy protein or you buy pre workout, most of these companies if they want to be, uh, if if they want their products used by college athletes or by people that are con are competing in uh, CrossFit events or you know on on a professional level, these companies have to send their products into third party testers to test for all kinds of stuff and mostly if you know if the ingredients are are uh, tied to like. PEDs, performance enhancement drugs, or anything like that, but that's still there's a, a real strenuous process that these companies have to abide by, and everything that we're looking at here from the baby food perspective, it seems like there's no oversight whatsoever. It, it seems like the these companies kind of regulate themselves in a way. It also says the CDC would likewise be tasked with organizing public awareness campaigns regarding the risk of toxic metals and infant nutrition products. Although the bill received widespread uh, public support, its progress has been uh, discouragingly stalling ever since it was submitted in March 2021, noticing the lack of efficient measure measures to end the contamination crisis. A 23-strong coalition of attorney generals led by New York AG Letetta James petitioned the FDA in October 2021. The coalition noted the FDA's current timeline wasn't feasible since it would still leave infants vulnerable to tainted nutritional products. They requested that the FDA implemented the bill's recommendation no later than 2022. So basically what I get out of that is there's a bunch of red tape, a lot of bureaucracy, and that's why this bill that's called the Baby Food Safety Act of 2021 did not pass. This is from CNN. So homemade baby food, the title reads, homemade baby food contains as many toxic metals as store-bought options, the report says. Uh, making baby food at home with store-bought 
uh, produce isn't going to reduce the amount of toxic heavy metals in your food your baby eats, according to a new report that was released to CNN. We found no evidence to suggest that homemade baby food made from store-bought produce are better than store-bought baby foods when it comes to heavy metal contamination, said the paper. The paper's co-author, Jane Hulan, research director for Healthy Babies, Bright Future, an alliance of, of nonprofit scientists and donors, HBBF, which would produce the report, has started a mission of reducing babies' exposures to neurotoxic chemicals. Researchers tested 288 foods bought at stores and farmers markets across the United States, including grains, fruits, vegetables, snacks, teething foods, and family items that babies eat, such as cereals and rice cakes, for lead, arsenic, mercury, cadmium. Those heavy metals are among the World Health Organization's top 10 chemicals of concern for infants and children. Toxic metals exposure can be harmful to the developing brain. It's been linked with problems with learning, cognition, and behavior, and that's according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. Researchers also poured over data from 7,000 additional food tests reported in published studies by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Results showed 94% of manufacturing baby foods, family foods, and homemade purees made from purchased raw foods contained detectable amounts of one or more heavy metals. Lead was found in 90% of manufactured baby food bought by shoppers for the report, and 80% of store-bought family food and homemade purees. There's no safe level of lead, according to the AAP. All right, so, again, lead was found in 90% of manufactured baby food bought by shoppers and stores, and the report showed that 80% of store-bought family food and homemade purees um, still had lead in them. That's because the food is grown in the sh- in the same farms, the same, and they're manufactured the same way. So it, it kind of makes sense. Arsenic was found in 68% store-bought baby food and 72% of family food either purchased or prepared at home. Cadmium was, cadmium was found in 65% of purchased baby food and 60% of family foods. And mercury was in 7% of store-bought baby food and 10% of family foods. The highest levels of mercury are found in seafood, which was not tested in this analysis. All right, so does buying organic help? The report found buying organic didn't lower heavy metals um, at all, which was not shocking or surprising, said uh, Corkins, a professor of pediatrics at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. It's the soil and water that's contaminated with arsenic and other heavy metals. So it doesn't matter if it's organic or or traditional farming methods, Corkins said. That would apply to locally grown crops or even uh, backyard gardens if the soil had not been verified uh, to be metal free. However, buying organic can help avoid other toxins the new report did not consider, such as herbicides and pesticides, says Dr. Leonardo uh, Trans uh, D, director of environmental pediatrics. Uh, he was not involved in the study, though. There are other benefits to eating organic foods, including the reduction of synthetic pesticides that are known to be as bad for babies, if not more problematic. So I think everyone across the board will agree that buying organic, even some of these foods that uh, from the manufacturers that are listed, I think buying organic, you're you're still uh, like light years ahead of if you're not buying it. 
Experts agree that battling toxins in baby foods is a job for government organizations who will need to work with growers, suppliers, and manufacturers to institute regulations and safeguards. In the meantime, in the meantime parents can make a difference. Making even one simple choice every day to lower a child's exposure will make a difference, whether that's staying away from rice-based snacks or serving a diced apple instead or choosing not to serve carrots and sweet potatoes every day. With heavy metals and other toxins, the risks add up over time, she added. So even if some of these foods had been served up to a child up to their second birthday, starting from there to lower exposure to toxins is going to add up. Every choice matters. So there's a diagram on this CNN report, and it, it, it's titled How to Avoid Heavy Metals in Your Baby Food. So the highest levels of, of heavy metal are uh, dried food, fruit, sunflower, seed butter, crisp rice cereal, and brown rice, and grape juice, uh, oat ring cereal, rice puffs, and also arrowroot teething crackers, rice-based uh, teething biscuits or, or rusks. So sunflower butter, um, dried food or dried fruit, rice, crisp cereal and brown rice and grape juice. But I think all juice in general, I saw something else on another report that said, just avoid fruit juice. That's in a box. That's the, I mean, that's plain sugar. So you probably shouldn't want to feed your kids that anyway, the lowest levels of heavy metals, um, bananas, apples, oranges, and watermelon, other fresh fruits, frozen fruits, um, except cantaloupe, odd, green beans, butternut squash, um, store-bought meat, baby food, eggs, homemade soft or pureed meats, including pork and lamb or beef, uh, homemade soft or pureed beans. So infant formula, ready to feed or made with lead-free tap water. Uh, tested for lead, <coughs> excuse me, and milk over one year of age. Um, bananas, uh, also bananas, apples, oranges, and watermelon have the lowest levels. Grapes, other fresh or frozen fruit, no canned, applesauce, green beans, cheese, and yogurt. I wanted to go back up here. What was, because it said, oh yeah, it said dried food for highest level of heavy metals. Okay, that makes sense. Um, also on the on the lowest levels is peeled, chilled cucumber spares, frozen banana spares. Uh, varying levels of heavy metals, nutritious foods to limit or rotate. Uh, cantaloupe. Um, this report says not to consume daily. Sweet potatoes and carrots, baby spinach and leafy greens. Uh, peanut butter. It recommends not to, to do that daily. Oatmeal, uh, quinoa, buckwheat, millet, um, barley, farro, iron-fortified infant cereal, oatmeal, multi-grain grits, or, yeah, grits, white and brown rice, 100% fruit juice, but not grape. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but if anything, if you're buying fruit juice that says it's 100% fruit juice, it's probably not. It's probably a lot more sugar in it. And then teething biscuits and crackers, non-rice. Tested foods with low metal uh, content contain one-eighth as heavy metal contamination of foods with the highest levels. These foods that can be eaten freely, the report suggested. 
fresh bananas with heavy metal levels, heavy metal levels of 1.8 parts per billion were the least contaminated foods tested for the report. That's an 82-fold difference in the average level of, to- of total heavy metals from the most concentrated food, rice cakes, which tested at 147 parts per billion, according to this investigation. So rice cakes have a, like, a lot more um, contaminants compared to uh, fresh food. After bananas, the lowest... The least contaminated foods were, were grits manufactured by baby food meats, uh, butternut squash, lambs, apples, pork, eggs, oranges, and watermelon in that order. Other foods with lower levels of contamination include green beans, peas, cucumbers, and soft pureed home-cooked meats. Avoid or limit f- these foods, rice, cake, rice puffs, crisp rice cereals, and brown rice with no cooking water removed are heavily contaminated with inorganic arsenic, which is the more toxic form of arsenic. Arsenic is a natural element found in soil, water, and air, and because rice is grown in water, it is especially good at absorbing inorganic arsenic. Inorganic is a chemical term and has uh, nothing to do with the method of farming. Brown and wild rice are the worst offenders as the bran contains the highest arsenic concentration so brown and wild rice which is kind of crazy because i always before i started diving into health and nutrition i always was told and and i always thought that brown rice was healthier than white rice um all right testing by hbbf found rice cakes were the most contaminated with inorganic arsenic followed by crisp rice cereal rice-based puffs, and brown rice. The report recommended those foods be avoided entirely unless the brown rice is cooked with extra water that is poured off before consumption, much like pasta. It's best to do that with all rice, including white rice, wild rice, the report said, as it can reduce arsenic levels by 60%. Rice-based teething biscuits or rusks and white rice came out the next on the most contaminated list. The report said... White rice is milled to remove the outer layers, but experts say arsenic levels remain high enough to be concerning, especially if rice is uh, a daily staple. Um, so this next section is called Serve These Foods Rarely. Mm. After rice-based foods, the analysis found the highest levels of heavy metals in raisins, non-rice teething crackers, granola bars with raisins, and oat ring cereals, but those were not the only foods of concern Dried fruit, grape juice, arrowroot, teething crackers, and sunflower seed butter all contain high amounts of at least one toxic metal, according to the report. This is a quote. Many foods have a kind of unique heavy metal profile. Um, For example, we saw very high levels of cadmium in things like spinach, leaf lettuce, and peanut butter. However, the human body doesn't absorb cadmium as easy as other heavy metals. And for that reason, it doesn't have a high level of concern. There's also not as much evidence that cadmium is a neurotoxic to babies, or at least the body of evidence isn't there at the same levels as lead and arsenic. The, she said, lead and arsenic damage isn't reversible. Lead and arsenic damage isn't reversible. These are permanent impacts on IQ, learning ability, and behavior. So it's a big deal. This is freaking scary the more i read it hulan 
<clears throat> I, don't, I guess that's how you pronounce her name. Hulan suggested, in addition to mixing up the variety of foods and not serving the same options each day, parents can choose different brands or uh, brand varieties of foods or shop in different stores from week to week to avoid choosing a high metal source regularly. So this is from CNN. Um, I mentioned a lawsuit that was going on. So take this with a, a grain of salt, no pun intended. This is from Nutrition Insight, and it's titled, More Must Be Done to Tackle Heavy, metal, uh, heavy Metals and Baby Food, FDA Hears in Public Comment. Um, a public comment made to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration over its Closer to Zero Action Plan, which aims to reduce heavy metals and baby food, has accused both industry and the FDA of prioritizing financial benefits over public health. The comments from attorney Pedram Esfandari of Baum, Headland, RTC, and Goldman Firm were submitted to the FDA, and the administration is receiving public comments from its Closer to Zero Action Plan. This is a quote, The FDA has historically taken measures that are fundamentally geared toward protecting the bottom line of the industry as opposed to prioritizing consumer health. For example, the agency is adamant that setting maximum allowable levels of heavy metals in foods should be guided by what industry deems financially viable, not what is most beneficial to protecting public health. Uh, Esfandari represents hundreds of families who claim their children are injured from ingesting heavy metals from baby food and is preparing to file lawsuits on their behalf. Heavy metals is a public issue. It's noted that manufacturers knowingly sell baby food containing dangerous levels of arsenic, lead, and mercury, and cadmium to unsuspecting parents. The consequences may be linked to infant neurological development and long-term brain function. The committee, which is the main investigative committee in the U.S. House of Representatives, noted at the time a number of companies claimed the report was inaccurate. Tackling Heavy Metals Happy Family Organics, which has named the committee report um, tells Nutrition Insight that it did not comment on pending litigation but fully supported the FDA's Closer to Zero Action Plan. Um, the babies need the nutrition contained in fruits and vegetables as part of a balanced diet to grow healthy and strong. However, as the American Academy of Pediatrics importantly notes, some elements make their way into fruits, vegetables, and grains through their naturally occurring presence in agriculture, soils, and water. Similarly, Beech Nut Nutrition specifies to Nutrition Insight that some of these fruits, grains, and vegetables contain naturally occurring elements at a trace levels that cannot be completely eliminated from the food supply because they are naturally occurring in the air, water, soil, and taken up during the growing process. The FDA recommends babies and all people continue to eat such foods as part of a healthy and varied diet. Happy Family notes that it does not add the elements to its products, nor can they be extracted from ingredients. Both companies say they continue to enhance their food sourcing and the test ingredients finish. So more to be done. S. Fendary, this lawyer, insists that baby food manufacturers have gone largely unregulated in how these toxins and how much these toxins they allow into the food at all the expense of the children's health. He, um, he says there are numerous steps companies can take to reduce or eliminate heavy metals. They can stop using ingredients known to be contaminated with heavy metals, such as rice, given in tendency to retain arsenic. What we know so far is that some companies add certain premixed vitamins and other minerals that apparently drive up the levels of heavy metals in their products. Simply stopping the use of such components would be a good start. 
Um, let's see. Companies need to set stricter internal limits for the allowable presence of heavy metals in their foods, ideally at zero, and that the manufacturer cannot sell a product because it cannot produce it in such a way as to avoid the presence of dangerous heavy metals that will end up in the bodies of most vulnerable population. The solution is simple. Stop making that product. We already, this is a quote, um, let's see, I'm not sure, I guess it's from this lawyer. We've already seen a, a certain, we've already seen certain companies uh, implement some of these measures uh, or exit the market altogether for certain foods because they were unable to manufacture food safe for infant consumption. That alone demonstrates that it's uh, financially feasible to do so. Uh, parents' contamination fear has also driven up clean label demands, with By Heart announcing last year its upcoming infant formula is the first in the U.S. to earn Clean Label Project Purity Award certification from the Clean Label Project, a nonprofit organization that uses data and science to bring transparency transparency to consumer product labeling. So, gone. That's a a, a clusterfuck there. Um, I I think there's there's something that is to be said about regenerative farming. And I didn't see it mentioned in any of these articles. Um, regenerative farming. Let's let me look up the definition of regenerative farming here. So what is regenerative agriculture? Regenerative agriculture describes farming and grazing practices that among other benefits, reverse climate change by rebuilding soil, organic matter, and restoring degraded soil biodiversity resulted in both carbon drawdown and improving the water cycle. I don't know. There's a bunch of documentaries. Just type in soil on um, on Amazon Prime or Netflix, whatever streaming services you have. There's a bunch of them. The one that I, I is a good introduction, I think, is, is for everybody and everyone pretty much has Netflix. It's called Kiss the Ground. Excellent documentary. It talks about... Um, regenerating our, our soil in the U.S. and the world to help with climate change, but also the quality of our food. It talks about how uh, these farmers are avoiding the use of pesticides and herbicides and other chemicals on their crops and lands by just simply moving, um, I say simply, but it's strategically moving your cattle around the ranch and and using the cattle to till up the land, but also using their their droppings to to fertilize the land. It's it's how it's been done ages ago. I did a podcast um, with with Andy Marsh and and she talked a lot about this. And I'm I'm not qualified to talk about its benefits or the science of it, but there's this movement coming up. And if you uh, you can Google. Um, Rome Ranch is a, a ranch here in Texas in Fredericksburg that practices regenerative farming, um, white oak pastures, and I think they're in Oklahoma or Nebraska or something. But they they practice this the same. So there's there's a, a this new age of farmers that are practicing this clean uh, farming and and cropping and and it, it's it it works. I don't know if it can be done at scale, and I think that's why factory farming is so widely practiced. Um, I don't, so I don't know, but I, I, it's my goal right now to keep talking to these farmers, these ranchers, um, these, these experts and in, in soil and in soil biodiversity. Cause I want to learn more about this. So as I learn, I promise to do whatever I can to share with you. So I, I thought this was crazy that there's these high level of metals 
found in baby food. And it turns out that there's really no uh, compliance or there's no structure that these manufacturers have to abide by. They're, they're kind of keeping themselves. They, they make their own laws up, their own regulations up um, as, a, as a company, as an industry by themselves. And there's no really one, there's not, even the government's not involved in, in helping streamline some of the work processes. So I think that's crazy. I wanted to share it with y'all. Um, again, as I learn more information, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to share the info. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Like, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. Um, Share this. Love y'all.